What's going on, Drina? Oh, you on mute, you on mute, you on mute. <laughs> What's going on, Didi? <laughs> oh, nothing much. Just waiting for our other co-host to arrive. You like my new background? I love it. I was like, <laughs> I need that. I need a background. <laughs> <laughs> well, how have you been? How has your week been so far? It's been a pretty good week. It's cold down here on the coast. Yeah, that hawk been out. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I ain't used but, to that down there. But it's supposed to be like in the 70s for come Christmas. And I'm like, that's so backwards. See. It's 70s for Christmas, I wish. You feel me? <laughs> you up there in the cold, cold. I just want some heat, heat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, it is. Can it's I get a little bit of that? It's been cold. It's been cold. Well, uh, welcome, 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 y'all. This is the Breaking Barriers Podcast. We are the trio that make up the Breaking Barriers Podcast live every Tuesday. <coughs> <laughs> For those of you who do not know who we are, I will introduce my amazing co-host today. I will start with Mr. Adrian Taylor, aka Mr. GC. Yeah. AKA. Mr. Daddy Daycare. <laughs> Mr. Daddy Daycare. Oh my God. Hey. Oh, he needed a he needed a beer today. You know what I'm <laughs> hey Jen. Hey Danica. And then we have our lovely Miss Dorina, aka. Dorina Dream. AKA. I hope this internet don't cut up. <laughs> Oh, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh. We have our host with the most always going on, Miss Didi, Miss AKA. The core queen. AKA. Y'all like my new background? I got me a background. I love it. Breaking serious, baby. <laughs> Look, y'all. I should have said, Miss starts. Let's start some shit on the internet every damn day. <laughs> every week. Yeah, you be wilding. Ooh, I'd be like, Adrian, I need some backup. I need some backup. <laughs> I be like, man, you be wilding. The folks don't want to hear the truth, man. I don't understand. I be trying to help the people out. <laughs> trying to help people out. Well, we're gonna get into our trending topics, cause Lord, do we have some trending topics this week? Y'all know I don't want to talk about the first one for real, but we're going to talk about it. The NFL recap. <laughs> My team I, stinks. I went to bed and I woke up and I was like, did the Eagles win? I'm like, damn, Didi was with her son and they lost. It's terrible. Oh, I know. <laughs> he loved it. You know, he's a Dallas fan, so. <sighs> it was. You know what? You know, they, they suck. They play like trash. They, they just play like shit. But one thing I will say, being there live, I will have to say that they were cheating. I'm going to tell you what, what they did. There, when there were plays that were like really like controversial or where they were picking up flags, they would not play the replay for us in the stadium. Oh, of course not. I'm like, see, I'm not going to, but we can't see it. No, they oh, don't, they're not going to do that. 
<laughs> a lot of times, nah, they don't do that, especially for the other team. Heck, nah. Oh, they don't even want to show that. No. Yeah. The possibility. It was, it was no. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. You know, I mean, that we did. I mean, you know, we had the rest on our side when they came to Philly. They had the rest on their side when they, when we came there. So, we split one and one for the season. It is what it is. But Eagles playing like shit. Were there a lot of Eagles fans in the crowd? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, they travel well. Yeah. It was. But, uh, we'll get last night, the, um, I woke up and I couldn't believe the Giants won. <laughs> yeah, they won. And um, Tennessee. Tennessee won too. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, they beat. Yeah, they won. It's like, what? Hold up now. Yeah, it's getting, we're shaking some things up now. Yeah. But we're going to see what happens in these next few weeks to see where folks land. Right now, I, I believe the best team in the NFL is the 49ers, and they have the best chance to win Super Bowl if they stay healthy. they playing the best football. Uh, so I am sure, because I think we've all seen this video. It went viral. Everybody was sharing it. I don't have the video because I really just couldn't find it again. The Charleston White himself got jumped on stage. At one of his shows, um, what y'all think about that? I mean, I mean, we knew it was just kind of a matter of time before that happened, right? I mean, he'd be talking big boy talk, and I mean, it wasn't really, it wasn't that serious. We all saw it, but yeah. I mean, eventually somebody gonna gonna test him. I don't know. I think it was kind of a setup because he ain't had no security. He don't never go nowhere with no without no security. So yes, he do. He always travel without security. He don't really? ever have security. Yeah, and that's one of the things he always brags about. That these niggas mm. is lame and they bitches, and he riding around with no security. He's talking shit. They he he always that's what his uh claim is. Is like y'all internet gangsters. Y'all ain't about that life in real life. I travel with no security, and y'all don't do nothing to me. Well, he better get some security. You know? Well, I yeah. he, he, the man left with his money and his chain. What is y'all doing? Yeah, I don't know what they was doing. I don't know how that happened. Um, <laughs> they just they just wanted to do what, what they got. They just wanted to go viral on video on the internet. People do anything for clout on the internet. <laughs> I'm like, that man, 120 pounds soaking wet. And that's what, that's what happened. Yo. Yo, that what happened. Yo, look at it. Yo, internet is such a fake place. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised, you know. Um, and rappers, rappers ain't gonna ain't gonna really do nothing to him because he he gonna he gonna yeah he gonna turn their world up. So he gonna that's call the cops. So, huh? He gonna call the cops. He t- he right. I mean, you know, he got Boosie. Boosie won't even say his name. You know what I'm saying? Boosie, like yeah, nah, I don't I don't mention Charleston White. I ain't nah. I don't even want them problems. I'm good. Told him what he gonna do. I'm calling the cops. <laughs> you know, for the for the for the ones that have really done dirt, you know he know. So they like, yeah, nah, I ain't messing with that dude, man. I love Charleston White. I really, really do. And I hate that he he's literally proving his point though. Like he really is. And and I've been watching Charleston White before he got all crazy like this, but he he's doing exactly what. The rappers do. They are fake online, faking clout, 
for the entertain. They they say they just entertainers, right? This I'm just entertaining. This ain't me for real. So let, let me be charged my life. Okay, I'm gonna be an entertainer. Let me go make some money, but at least with my money, I'm helping the community. I'm giving back. I'm trying to change laws. I'm doing things that y'all should be doing. The rappers always touting that they did this to get out of the hood and, and do that, but they don't really ever give back the way they you would think they would. Shout out to Charles and White. I say protect them at all costs. Okay. Now, I do have a video for this next topic. Because uh, if, if if you've been under a rock, I don't know what to tell you. But everybody should know the last, what, it's probably been almost a month now. It seems like it's been forever that P. Diddy has been in the news. Allegation after allegation after allegation has been dropped. Mm. So nobody has come to his defense, literally. <laughs> but this freestyle that Mace just dropped, I think may be the nail in the coffin for him. Um, so I'm going to play the video, let y'all listen to it. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Mm. Diddy, wow. <laughs> I do. When police get called, come on. And go to church on Sunday, I'm the illest of all. Don't ever put me with other bad boys who have hardships. You know, I get it jumping like a boss pit, nigga. I'm the first level, dirt level. I can never work level. Niggas mad I made it to the hour level work level. Since Cain killed Abel, I'm able to kill Cain. And love don't steal, my nigga, change your name. And I see no integrity in your name. And I'm haunted by the ghost of St. James, Champagne King. That's my role in James. And I say, thank God I ain't changing. If niggas never found a killer, why is niggas living it? Everybody broke, niggas gotta plan a vision in. Niggas be selling their soul to go to a brunch. Niggas might end up sweet. Drinking that punch, I suffer good. And niggas know I'm from another hood. Forget a brotherhood, I'm trying to make sure that my mother do. I ain't cheap, but I'm really cold in the ghost. No matter who top five, I'm one cold in the most. I'm the ghost of wolf, ghost of rizzo. Come with the facts you never considered. I'm the ghost of shine. I speak for every artist never spoke their mind. Representing every artist that was left behind. From Craig Mack to Chief Death. I still remember them kids chanting for every Niggas have the high money, you know that's not a man move. You know you freaking I'm Tony. You know that it would get lonely. It's never safe if you owe me. You know that say is true. You had a chance to do right now and understand me. You can't stop a nigga came from wicked careful. Karma came and gave him daughters for what he did. The Tim Porter made the day he dies and rest in peace for You could have changed his life, that nigga could have saved his life. Now it ain't no way to fight. Now he out here waving white. Know your strategies and what your habits be. And right now I got a bowl in your faculties. And when you get the murder come back to me, what a destiny. Gotta know that Donald Sound wasn't rapping free. Actually, after Big died, what a travesty. When Mace left, nigga, was nobody after all. Guess I got the last guy. They ain't laughing, huh? We can stay strapping up. Ready for a massacre. Me and Black Paul reached the ball. Two clock horse nigga, I ain't even mad at you. Pretty nigga always make their heart smell, yeah. Come on. Guess you can say I know I popped fell, yeah. I'm just a hollow nigga, riding down a Vegas strip with my own shield. You from my burning nigga. Go rip your own hood. I'm not taking all your belly work, bro. Right now I'm only saying what you really were. 
You ain't an architect. You just a nigga not a fucking death. Go pay his mother what she really worth, nigga. That dude said <laughs> karma gave you daughters so you could pay for what you did to Kim Porter. Ain't no love in the city for Didi no more. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it, it, you know what happens sometimes too, man. People, you get exposed, man. It's like everybody, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not protecting you no more. I'm talking now too. Everybody else talking about all the dirt you done did. What I'm do you mean, Mace or Fifty? Mace always been talking bad about Didi, so that ain't new. A live show, but Fifty posted it, of course. But I mean, Mace did the freestyle, so. I mean, it's not a secret. It's at a live show. I mean, Mace, Mace been talking about Diddy for years. So yeah, fifty two. Everybody, a lot of people been talking about Diddy for years, and like people are, I don't understand the shock value. Like he been the boogeyman. Like people been talking about him. Like it's not new. <laughs> he just changed his name. That's it. Hmm. Well. Multiple times. He changed his name multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> That's y'all one. Oh, my God. No, he take that, take that, take that. I don't know. Well, I guess That's y'all boy. He just keep losing deals and keep losing child. Hey, man, um, he going to be like uh, Russell Simmons in a minute. He's going to have to. Yeah, it's going to be in Bali. <laughs> yeah. Dip out for a few years. Mm. Well, Adrian, you want to talk about the Grammys hip hop tribute that I did not see, so I have no clue what happened. <laughs> I searched for it. I could not find it on the internet anywhere. I was not. You couldn't find it on YouTube. No. You ain't got no, no clips. I went on YouTube and like the clips were like a minute and something thirty seconds, but I know it was like a thirty minute show. And I even tried to go I look. See nobody post about it. So the Grammys. So I, what I gotta say, which. I seen somebody talk about it, but you gotta let it let it like I'm surprised it ain't getting like a lot of love with Boosie perform. Like Boosie. Boosie perform? Boosie. Boosie boo. <laughs> Bad at I Boosie. didn't see that. I saw that like on some oh. New Orleans people page or whatever. But I was like, they put Boosie for Louisiana over everybody else from Louisiana. I no I hate to Boosie. I love Boosie. I mean, but it he he yeah, he needed that. I, I personally think so because most he of the been on the show. They get the love that you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you can easily go with Wayne. I mean, you can easily go with all of these other people that you pick, but like somebody like Boot, like that's 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 really taking it there to like another level yeah. of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Boosie. Yeah, Boosie. Yes. Do you think Webby should have been up there with him now? Uh that would have been cool. Um, but you know, Webby ain't doing as much. But Booster said they doing some music. They, you know, they working on some music. He's trying to get Webby back out here. So and every award show that they show, when it's every, every, anytime it's a clip, the crowd is going crazy over a Boosie song that they yeah. playing during the intermission. I'm like, how Boosie not on the show? Right. Boosie did hardly ever get yeah. invited. But now so that's why I said shout out to Boosie. He he deserved it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they took it back. You know they kind of went through the timeline again, but yeah, they they had, yeah, I, that was that was for me like like what Boosie on here, 
Really? I got to go try to find it because I, I yeah. literally didn't see no, no promotion. I ain't seen nothing. That's yeah. crazy. Maybe so it was by design. You know how they do. I, I wish I Blue Team. I was going to say a while back they had Questlove and I think LL on the Breakfast Club talking about it because I think they produced the show together and like they were trying to. Um, I think Questlove said they had to keep like cutting down the show because the amount of time they gave them, like. Cause they wanted to feature everybody, but of course that wasn't gonna work. So, you know, uh, Fresh Prince and uh, Jazzy Jeff they perform. You know, that's oh. kind of bringing it all the way back as well too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Since he was the first one to ever win uh, a Grammy for the hip hop award, so yeah, he came out and performed. That was cool. So that you know, they kind of they shook it up a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. What I was gonna say was, I, I wish BT would do kind of like. A whole hour or you know 20 30 minutes of just kind of going through i would think they would do have done something like that but um you know mm. Yeah, mm. all right um well we're gonna go into our icebreaker topics here okay what is something you believed as a child but as an adult you realize is not true <laughs> So many things go through my mind. <laughs> oh goodness! Ninety percent about the church. No, I'm, no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, I'm gonna keep it nice because y'all both over here not saying nothing. So, uh, one <laughs> one thing I realized when I became an adult that I thought was true was that I thought everybody grew up, and oh. I realized that, that was a lie. Oh, I thought you were keeping it nice. <laughs> You said you're keeping it nice. <laughs> oh, that was nice. <laughs> I tried. Oh, no, I'm so serious. When I was when I was a child, you know, I thought everybody grew up. I thought there was another level of growth that you reach, you know, past high school. But you realize, like, everybody don't grow up past high school. Uh -uh. People are still stuck in that same mindset, mind frame. I thought that everybody matured and grew up. That was a lie. No. So that was my first one. Go ahead, you guys. <laughs> I thought that I thought that people just always told the truth. I just thought you could like uh -huh. trust them, like right off the bat. <laughs> and it was like when I realized people were lying, I'm like, why did you lie about that? Like that's so weird to me. I never, that was just so strange to realize that folks just be out here lying for no reason. Mm. I thought that if I didn't go to church almost every day of the week, I was going to go to hell. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Not every day. I thought a lot of things if I, I didn't do it, I was going to hell. <laughs> When did you stop consistently going to church? Um, probably when I retired. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can. I stopped going, you know, consistently about ten years ago, and then I would go 
here or there, and then I, I, I go online every now and then. Where I want to go to? It's um, it's, it's he's actually really good though. Change Church, uh, Doctor Darius Daniels, I think his last name is. I like him because he's just like a real person. It's not like this weird traditional type of like he's a teacher, and I like that. I just like that he teaches from a real standpoint. And he kind of he'll use the Bible sometimes to tie it in, but like he teaches real life lessons. So I just I like him. He's really really good. It's a church out here. I've, I've been saying we was gonna go check out, but uh, we ain't bust no grapes yet. So. But I realized, like, when it comes to church, like, in the, like growing up, you just it's like they treat everybody the same, and like I didn't realize that I had anxiety. So my anxiety is like it's so overwhelming for me, and I'm like I can't do all of this. It's too much. But they don't care to like push you, push you, push you, push you, push you, and it's like I don't want to do all of this. It's just too much for me at church. I'm cool with doing online, going in person. It's just, it's a whole thing and I don't want to do it. Especially as a single person or a single mom. Absolutely. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't even, I don't, I don't know. The churches I went to, they catered to a single. I bet they did. <laughs> yeah, the single man for sure. Right. You want some Not cake? Well. You need me to make your plate? You need me to make your plate? <laughs> I don't want to be welcomed like that. Don't come over here trying to hug and kiss on me because I'm not. I don't want no. Baby, that man don't want no church hug. He want a regular hug. And that, Where my hug at? Come here. Where my Ew. hug at? <laughs> Where my hug at? No, thank you. All right, let's go to our next icebreaker. Um, how much do you spend? on Christmas gifts on average. Hold on, who we talking about for? Who this for? Who this for? Who this for? Who this for? Five people Christmas gifts, Um, just my kids and normally just my son. And I don't buy him anything. I just take him to the game every year. So I don't buy Christmas gifts. I don't even have a Christmas tree. I don't do it. I don't know. Yeah, we just kind of get one nice size gift and then yeah that's it we don't we ain't going we don't go crazy i buy a whole bunch of gifts <laughs> you know i buy a whole bunch of gifts and i have it i'd like to do like the christmas savings club at my old job i still have that account and um i spend a thousand dollars a year on christmas for everybody that i buy for oh yeah well, add me to that list then. <laughs> See, my daughter's birthday is Tuesday, so I get her her birthday gift, and that's about as far as we're going to go with that. Okay. But my kids don't ask for nothing. Mine don't really either, because both of their birthdays, like the other one, hers is this coming Saturday, but I just have a lot of people on my list. But my whole family, like, it was always like that. We did a lot of gift giving at Christmas time. No, I'm good on that. I don't like to make that. Um, mm. <laughs> which hip hop artist was a trendsetter but doesn't get talked about much? Mm. I don't know. I was thinking about this and I couldn't think of nobody. You couldn't think of nobody? Mm -mm. 
Trendsetter? Um, uh. What's the dude name? Because we used to look, the men used to look so stupid back in the day. <laughs> and they used to dress like him with the with the white sunglasses, with the big belt. Fable. Yeah. <laughs> they used to dress like that. And they used to look so stupid. Uh, about him. So for me, who people don't really talk about like that, I, I mm. feel like um heavy D. Heavy D made it, you know, sexy for big men. One, you know what I'm saying? Huh? When 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 was big men sexy? Stop playing. You might not think big men sexy, but let's not play like people didn't they think. They have women that like that are attractive. Right. People, you know, women didn't find heavy uh heavy D big big. They really don't chime in that y'all think heavy D was attractive. He was the overweight <laughs> lover, yes. Heavy D, Biggie, uh Rick Ross, uh yeah. He, he made it where these where these big dudes could have a swag, you know what I'm saying? He made that. Yes, he was the first one. I, I think Heavy D was like a cool rapper. I don't know if he was sexy. Hey, the overweight <laughs> lover in the house. The overweight lover in the house. MC Hammer definitely, definitely was a trendsetter. Absolutely was a trendsetter. I don't think Missy gets talked about enough. And I really don't think I don't get talked so. about a lot. You don't think Missy Elliott gets talked about enough? Right. They talk no. about Missy. And then so. they talk about Wayne without Wayne saying Missy was one of his yeah, inspirations. Yeah, yeah. That's you know she just got a three named after her. She just got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She just got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like Missy, Elliott, she got her wax figure. Missy Elliott is definitely celebrated. So yeah, MC Hammer, uh, definitely. Uh, Kid and Play, Kid and Play had it all too. Um, you know, you remember they had the, they had the movies, they had the cartoon, the dance, the, the dance, the haircut, like like yo, these guys, yeah, they was trendsetters too for real. Yeah. So yeah, I just Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I will let I will hand it over to you guys or whoever's going to introduce our guests so they can come on so we can talk about these main topics. I'm so excited to have our guests come on the show. Ooh, we got some stuff to talk about. We got questions. Oh, Lord. <laughs> ha. So, uh, which uh, I mean, he was talking about it. You know, he go by Cal, but uh, his name's Shiloh. Uh, retired Air Force almost 10 years ago. He has traveled the world, has multiple degrees, uh, finished his career in the military and law enforcement. So it sounds like he's chilling now. Uh, he's deep into investments, looking into growing his portfolio in investments and properties. Okay. Uh, he gives back to the community by volunteering and running a nonprofit to help veterans and the homeless. Cal, a.k.a. Shiloh, whichever one you want to be called. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Cal. Uh-oh, is he on mute? We can't hear you. Uh-oh. You, you on mute. I see the... There you go. We can't hear him. 
Uh oh. You got Bluetooth connected somewhere? Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, hold on. You know what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because it was another one connected on here. Yeah, I kicked them out. I don't know. Hold on. I don't know why we can't hear them. Cal, go out and come back in. That's weird. Hmm. Cause he, it was, it had two of two things connected at the same time. So I kicked one of them out, and now you might have to go out and come back in. All right. Okay. Yeah. While we're getting there. Oh. Did we? <laughs> I think you just stepped away for a minute. Well, you on mute. Can I say something? We're going to go ahead and introduce Aramis and then we'll bring the child back in. All right. So the next guy we got here. Aramis, yes, sir. 45-year-old male, Latino, he say. Oh, born, but born in the States. He got two adult children, 25 and 20. One male, one female. The male is 25, the female is 20. Has a master's degree in healthcare administration, but works for a private security company. Okay. Originally from New Jersey, but he resides in Houston, Texas. Ramos. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on? What we got? What we got going on? Hear me now? Hey, uh, you might want to tell Kai to look at the settings to adjust his microphone. That's probably the reason why he couldn't do it. So apologies for that on my end. No problem. Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. I'm, I'm happy to be here as well. And how do you pronounce your first name? Aramis. Aramis. Yes. Aramis. yes. Okay, okay. Okay. Well, Houston, Texas now. Yeah, I, I reside in Houston, Texas. I used to live in New Orleans for four years. That's um, that's my home. New Jersey's where I'm from. I'm proud of my roots, but you know, your home <laughs> is where your heart's at. Okay. What part of New Jersey? Uh, Central New Jersey, which some people claim doesn't exist. Uh, actually, my home. I was born in Hoboken, but my hometown is Perth Amboy, which is like always top ten worst cities in New Jersey. To be honest, we like almost. <laughs> 30 years straight. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I know Hoboken, that's where uh the famous bakery is, isn't it? Buddy. Yeah, Hoboken, okay. and it's the home of uh Frank Sinatra. Oh, okay, okay. All right, Jersey stand up. Yeah, I'm from PA, so you know PA is a great state, very peaceful Amish country. I've driven through there many times. Oh, the Amish, that's where it's at, all the good food. 
Are you are you a Philly fan too? Or nah. Nah, man. New York Giants oh. all the way. Giants all the way. Okay. And and yeah, that's nothing to be proud of, but my boy Tommy DeVito got a <laughs> W, so I'm very happy. You know what I'm saying? Today woke up very happy to be a Giants fan. Yeah, he been playing solid. Mm-hmm. So see, see what y'all can do, you know, now having him at the hems. Let's see. <coughs> I'm excited, you know what I'm saying? I mean, anything better than Jones right now. So I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't hate Jones. I, I'm I don't even want to get into it. It's like I feel bad for the guy. You know, in many ways, but we need to win. And he got hurt, two neck injuries. I'm, I'm a human being. That man should just retire, collect his money because, yeah. at some point, you know, you got to take wealth over. I mean, health over wealth. You know. All right, Cal, do we got you. Can we hear you now? No. You say you might have to adjust your settings. Your mic settings. Yeah, mic settings. Uh-oh. He left. Well, we will have to keep going. Um, we can go ahead and get into the first question, and then when Cal gets in, we'll loop them back in. So, Aaron, are you ready for these questions? I mean, yeah, as best as I can. I don't know what you're gonna ask me. Just don't ask me for money because I'm broke. You know, in this, in this current economy, I mean, I'm scared. My son's about to go on his own, and it ain't like it was 20 years ago. For so I don't know the ages of the, of the people here, but mm-hmm. you know, you could survive off 10, 12 dollars. You're making 14. You was making good. You could give your little rent. You have your, you can't afford nothing. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm in Houston and the prices are low. I just visited New Jersey not too long ago. And man, 32 $32 and with a 5% discount with cash for a combination platter and a quarter egg drop soup. I'm in $32. You just get three combination platters. This is crazy, man. <laughs> Straight up. Food prices are outrageous. No, I, I'm serious. Like what, $20 gets you... Uh, a slice of ham and a loaf and, and two slices of bread at best. I mean, this is this is ridiculous, you know. Yeah, it's out of control. But you know, they, they always do this right when it's about to be election year, so it makes it look really good when they run and say they're gonna make all these changes. I, I tell people all the time, you know, um, I didn't vote for Trump the first time around. I actually was very patient and I watched it, but I, I did predict he was gonna win. Second time around, I'm not going to lie, I voted for Trump because I knew Biden's record. Uh, Biden's record towards people of color was, you know, it was there. I think people voted with their emotions. Um, and now we're in a situation that everybody's hurt. And I'm not just blaming him. I'm blaming everybody because there's a lot of people at play. I think they 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 pit us to fight and, and quarrel among each other while they steal our pockets. That's just my personal opinion. You know what I mean? I'm I welcome to be challenged on that. Uh, but the truth is, you know, we, we're getting taken advantage of, you know, in many ways. No, that's just me. I didn't vote for Trump the first time, but I voted for him the second time too. Yo, I ain't gonna lie, I voted for him the second time. Like, give me- I actually voted for him the second time. I didn't yeah. vote for him the first time, but I did the second time. Yeah, no, it, it you know, I was the kind of person wait and see, and I would tell my friends, I'm like, you know, um, if the your boy would just shut up. 
you know. But again, that's his personality. They would see more his work than you know whatever. But again, we're in a situation where people voted with their emotions. You gotta look. Two plus two is four. It's not five. It doesn't care how you feel about it. You know what I mean? I just want to know where they be getting all the other money from. You, yo, you know you. What yeah, no, no, they don't get it from you. They don't get it for any of us. They get it from the people who own the companies that we work for and slave for. Let's just let's just be straight up. Them big donors and all that. Yo, his his half a million man. Uh, make that you know make that policy. Oh, you talking about the run? You talking about the no, campaign? I'm talking about the wars and like all this other stuff. No, that's like, what I it's all funded by we don't have no money to pay for shit here. It's it's funded by people who are broke. We're we're the broke people. We get taken advantage of. Let's just be straight up, you know. And that's like, what's the um the uh, I know it's, it's a whole different pot of money, but the the MLB player. Mm. Oh, Otani, man, he just he just did a Bobby Bonilla, man. I ain't even hating on him, and I'm a Mets fan. And I hate the Bobby Bonilla deal. Okay, crazy. He paid for the rest, and he probably. Realistically, probably gonna play about five years. He paid. He is paid. He is paid. Years. He he probably gonna get paid to the end till even past he dies. Yeah, seven hundred. Right. I mean, because he probably realistically, because he's twenty nine, he's probably gonna play another four to five years. Because one, he's injury prone. He he's always getting hurt. He's a solid player, great player, but he's always getting hurt. And so, yeah, he gonna end up probably playing about four to five years out of that contract. They're going to set up a payment plan to pay him for the next 15 to 20 years. <laughs> Go look up the Bobby Bonilla deal. Don't ever say that around Mets fans. They'll tell you, man, that man's that man retired in 2001. He's still getting paid. Three more years left. Three more years, right? Yeah, 2027, I think it was, or something like that. And he And he's been getting paid every year. Like, I would, bro, that is the, that is great. That's a retirement plan right there. Jeez. Yep. Yeah, just right, pay well, me over the years. I don't know where Kyle is. Hopefully he'll be back. But we're going to go to our first question. You know, we got to be out of here at a certain time. So, Aramis, mm -hmm. since you do have kids, you have kids, mm -hmm. would you date a woman or women with children? Or do you date I'm currently actually dating a woman with a child. Um, been with her for four, almost five years. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was actually very reluctant. And mm -hmm. I, it's not that I didn't date women. I actually, my ex-girlfriend before that had two children. I grew very close to them, especially her son. Unfortunately, she was a little psycho and would, she dumped me nine times in four years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I will be honest with you. The seventh time she should have dumped me. Oh. She should have dumped me. But, uh, cause I, I messed up. Excuse my language. Uh, I've almost let anything slip out, but <clears throat> you know, uh, I grew very close to her children, her son, especially. Actually, I was more of a father to him than his own father. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the ninth time, that was it, man. I, 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 I was like, I'm out. And <laughs> that woman stalked me for five years. She just recently stopped. Blame me for stuff that it, 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 she was the verb. She actually put me on a path to analyze myself even more. And I realized where I was making mistakes and choosing partners. Mm. You know, and now, right now, I'm currently with a partner that 
you know, and I'll, and I'll say this, uh, you, you might understand this as a, in a male part. I don't know if you women understand this and I'm not being, uh, I hope I'm not being offensive, but you know, one of the difference between her, my current girlfriend right now, um, versus any of my past lovers is if that we, you know, my past lovers would come, we've got a problem. What are you going to do about it? Mm. My current partner comes, we've got a problem. Let's sit down and figure out a solution together. You know, and that's a big difference. You know, mm-hmm. I, you don't feel alone in a relationship. So, yes, it's but I was very careful uh, before I met her here in Houston. I went on 20 dates before I met her. Most of the day, I only think out of 20 dates, only two made it to a second one. And it was really like I, I just they were all BS. You know, I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. I was, OK, OK. So what do you bring to the table? And of course, I got the answer. I'm the table. No, you don't bring. Look, do you bring me peace? Do you bring me knowledge? Do you bring me anything else? Because if you're just bringing your body, I, look, at this point, I could buy it and I have no problems buying it. And if you want to shame me on that, shame me on that. But guess what? I don't care. I'm paying that woman to leave. You know, I'm paying for my peace. If that's if a woman, if that's her currency, I could get that anywhere. Any man could get that anywhere. You know what I'm saying? What do you bring? Because looks fade. Uh-huh. But if you have companionship, well, I'm be honest with you, man, with my past lovers, I was anxious. Now, man, it's Friday night. I, I curl up in my Snuggie with her and it's snacks in our shows. And it's the best thing ever. You know, we only argue about what are we going to eat? Which is not an argument, it's discussion. What are we going to eat? Where are we going to travel to? And what are we doing? You know, you get past a certain age, it should be, in my opinion, it, you should be getting fat, traveling, and having tons of sex. <laughs> the bills, paying bills, paying things. Everybody knows their responsibilities. We're all adults now. Only children argue about stupid and 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 stupid and simple things. You know. So Jonathan says, sometimes one person outgrows the other, or you realize that you thought you wanted someone like her and you learned better. Yeah, no, no, no. That he, I've seen, look, I've analyzed a lot of my friends, both male and female, who are married and divorced. And I said to myself, you know, somebody said this best, you know, marriage is work. Mm-hmm. A lot of people aren't ready for that work. Okay. Uh, they want the party. The party's awesome. <clears throat> but then comes the work. And I've seen lots of success. I've seen a lot of happily married men and happily married women, couples put in the work. And those people, you know, um, the work comes during the bad times, in my opinion, not the good times. The good times, that's the bacon on the cheeseburger, okay? All right, you get a regular old cheeseburger. It's good, but you put that bacon on next level, right? The It's better... I believe that it should be a focus on the bad times. When the world is going to crap, you look to your you look to your side, and the person that's next to you, um, it ain't that bad. They'll make you laugh when it's raining. You know, mm-hmm. it's about the person who goes in and dances in the rain with you and has a good time versus the person like I want to stay dry or why are we? You know, that kind of stuff. So I think 
a lot of people focus on, oh, I'm feeling good. Okay, but can you feel good or content when it's really bad? Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people think about that. So you mentioned that you were reluctant to date after that um, a woman with children. What was your reluctance with the children part? Part of it was, I'm a kind of man, look, I like being a dad. I love it. I love being a dad. Mm -hmm. um, now I got to spend, I got to have most of my parenting with my son. My daughter, I didn't find out till she was 14 years old that she was my daughter. Mm -hmm. But I immediately jumped in to, uh, <clears throat> to start, you know, giving her advice, trying to help her out and everything, build a connection with her um, because I love children. I think children are our future and they are actually a reflection of what we're missing as adults. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's a lot of growth if you spend time with children because they're honest, they're kind of naive, but they're they're happy. They're happy mm -hmm. with the simple things. They got food. They got some entertainment. They got love. And we go away from that. And I like that. I like spending time with my nephews. I love the children. So. I was reluctant with that because in many ways, if the relationship goes bad and you build a connection with these children, I don't care what it is. It still hurts if you have a human heart. All right. Um, and that was one thing because I built semi relationship like this was the first one where I actually built one with two children and other times. You know, it was a little bit here and there. And those children actually have grown up and, you know, they've come and still asked me, hey, I got some advice to bounce off of you. What do you think about this? And what do you and I'm 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 open about giving that wisdom advice, because at the end of the day, I didn't have my father. My father, actually, to to be honest with you, is a, a horrible person. OK, he's a womanizer. He's a rapist. He's uh, a thief. He, you name it. He's done it. Right. Um, and my mother's toxic. I just found out about that five years ago, basically. Like I realized that my mom was toxic. I used to think she was crazy. But no, she's just toxic. So she's not any better than my father. And because mm -hmm. I didn't have a good father who gave me advice, I had a man who came into my life and he was a mentor. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be the man I am today. Um, that meant everything to me. So when, when a child or a boy or a girl comes up, and they want to know more about the world because we're adults. We should be teaching. We're the first teachers. We're the first guidance that these children ever have. We need to give it to them because at the end of the day, if you heard the term hurt people, hurt people. Well, guess what? If you hurt your children, they become adults who hurt other people. And we need to stop that. And sometimes just my, my beliefs, if you provide that, um little bit of direction the right way you're actually impacting the world in a great way it's a ripple effect you know but i was reluctant because it hurt you know it was a boy who literally told me he goes when when i when him, me and his mama he's like my mama's crazy but i love you oh um, that shit excuse my language i'm sorry sorry got to me that got to me you know, and he he, had, he told his mother, I don't care what you do, get him back. But it didn't happen. And, you know, I've watched that boy grow up and be a good person. And, you know, he's a man now and I'm, I'm wishing him a lot. You know what I'm saying? And his and his sister as well. They're, they're doing good. That's good. 
uh, Danica said relationships with children involved can be complicated, but men love them most of the time just as much as they love the woman. Absolutely. I agree, I agree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and again, there are men. Look, let's let's call it equal. You know, I was a single father in my 20s. I thought being young, hey, a woman would want to pick me up real quick. Here I am. I'm taking care of my business. I'm I'm helping my family pay the home because I started out as a security guard. Now I'm a director, okay, of a national program, okay. And I thought that women, oh well, he he takes care of his kid. What if I have kids? Nah, man, they weren't even checking for me. <laughs> they weren't. They were like, no, I don't want to deal with baby mama drama. And I'm like, he lives with me. I still don't want it. Okay, so. You want someone to deal with your baby daddy drama. You want someone to accept your kids as their own. I, I look, the second reason why I, I left my, my daughter's mother is because she literally said this to me. I asked her, hey, why can't I started realizing her behavior? And I said, why can't you love my son like I love your daughter? Her response was, I can't love what's not mine. I said, get the heck out of my house. Wait. Get out of my house. Oh, for my kids. That's and him. she was pregnant at the time. She got bald, but she got real gutsy about that. And I was like, okay, you feeling it? Get out of my house. I'll take care of my kid. Oh, of course, man. that happened. So, so there are some women who won't take that. You can't have it like that, you know? I, I think, you know, a lot of people want a lot of things, but they're not willing to compromise or trade off, you know, the reward, the, the, the sacrifices that come with that. Okay. Cool, you know, but don't expect, you know, to have it in the end. Like, you know, people want a great body, but don't want to go to the gym. Basically. Tell me about it. Yeah. So let me just get a little background real quick before I ask the next question. Sure. Um, for your kids, you have a son and a daughter. Yeah. Which one is the older one? My son, 25. Son. Okay. And uh, you said you didn't meet the daughter until she was 14? No, I didn't. What? Yeah, I didn't meet my daughter till she was 14 because her mother weaponized her. That was the crazy lady, right? They're both crazy. Look, well, that's the one who said that she, she couldn't love another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, she was just I had no business dating that woman. Like I uh, again, you know, you don't. And I strongly say this to a lot of people. You know, if you don't have the father and you don't have the mother is a good example then the child, when they become adult, man, they straight up are winging it. I mean, think about it. Everybody in this panel, they tell you you're an adult at 18 years old. How many of us really know what the heck of being an adult is at that time? Okay. You don't really come into your own. Maybe if you're 30, that's if you wise up there, are, we got people 45, 65, still acting like 18 year olds. Mm -hmm. Hold you on know? one second. back. Let's see if we can get them in. And it's all one. You in here, yeah. There you okay. go. Yeah. Welcome. Bruh, listen, I've been listening to this man. This man is on one. Seriously. <laughs> you know, man, that, that's a very powerful uh, testimony. Mm -hmm. And I know, I can imagine that's not easy. No, like life isn't easy. I mean, anybody, I... Look, I, I, I hit 40. And when I hit 40, I pinched myself that I was alive. Uh, and it goes, my grandfather 
one time I was, he came in, he had just lost my grandmother four years prior and he told me he didn't want to live. Mm. And it was shocked me because that man was tough with the nails. And he goes, I miss your grandma, I miss everything. I love you. you got so much to live for. I didn't understand. He's like, I'm tired. I didn't understand it. Then I hit 40 and I realized it doesn't get easier. You got to get stronger because life continues to take away from you. But you got nothing left. If a man or a woman has no purpose to live, you will dwindle. Life will steal from you. Life is not a kind place. So, you know, you got to get stronger. And the problem is we don't know how to get stronger. Someone said we're in we're in the fight learning how to fight. That is crazy. That is crazy. Imagine getting into an absolute fight, a life and death, and you're battling an expert and you're learning to fight on the go. It's pretty hard. So, Cal, let me ask you the question, since this is the first question, the first topic, um, because you do have children. Have you or would you date a woman with children? Yes, absolutely. But where I am right now in my life, for me, it has to be worth it for me. Uh, you, you know, it's different today than how it used to be back way back when or whatever, you know, the intentions and the uh, the sincerity in dating. A, a lot of single parents today, they need help. They won't help with their mistakes and their responsibilities, which I understand. So if you have a, a child out of wedlock, which I, I did, but I'm a man. So just like what he said, I had to figure it out because the way I see being a parent is different for me. So if I lay down with anybody, female, doesn't matter what she is, doesn't matter what she does, we're equals. So we, we are invested equally to raise that child. But that child is innocent. That child didn't ask to be here. So uh, you have grown adults. They don't want to be parents. Mm. You can do the do and, and do the act, but then afterwards, what comes after that? You got to own up to it. You got to walk it out. You have to figure it out, just like he did, you know. So, yes, I would absolutely date a single parent, but you have to be worth it to me. Yep. Yeah. I I, I, I concur 100%. In fact, uh, let me add something to you because you said something about a lot of parents out here. They playing the role. They don't know how to act as a parent. And I'm, I'm going to tell you and tell your audience this. If you're around a group of parents or a group of individuals say, oh, I can't wait till the kids are 18 and moved out because life will get better. Get away from those people. They have no idea <laughs> what it is to be a parent because it's not when the kids if they if you think when the kids grow up it's going to get easier. No, that's actually the hardest part of being a parent when you have adult children, because you got to rest assured that the teachings, the wisdom, the guidance you have provided them are going to make them better adults. Because guess not what, what, when that adult child messes up, they run back to mommy and daddy to bail them out. And you better be stronger. You better be wiser. You know, it, it, yo, stay away from those people. They don't know what it is to be a parent. They don't aren't invested in their children because the children are either a gift or a curse you release onto this world. 
Exactly. So he is right about that. He is absolutely right. right. We got people playing the part, but they don't know what it's really about. This is 24-7, 365 till you die. And even if you die, it prolongs a generation. It's a ripple effect. My grandfather and grandmother had a, a major impact in me growing up on my morals and my and my moral compass. And it actually skipped over my mama in that generation. But I'm making sure that it's going to be better for both my kids. So that way, my, at least my son, he's a better person, a better father. I want to be envious. Of my, I want to watch my grandkids never experience what I've experienced. Or even, you know, the shortfalls of where I was as a father with my 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 own son. You know, right. Kyle, that Kyle, you, you hit on some good stuff there. And... Everything he just said, Didi, is the same thing I experienced in the military. Uh, when my oldest son came, I didn't want to stay in the military. Mm. I wanted, I wanted to get out, but I thought about my own upbringing, how my father was absent inside of my life, and I tell my oldest son all the time, when you came into my life in 1996, you changed my life because I had to do more growing up because now my life is not my own. You own my life. You're actually owning my clock. But I had another overmaster over us <clears throat> telling me where I had to be, what I had to do. I had that commitment. So I left home at an early age trying to, like he said, figure it out and build myself into something. But when that child came, hmm. I knew that one day he would look at me and say, what kind of man is my father? What kind of man was my father? What did he do? You know, is he that guy that's reliable, that provided for me, that was there for me no matter what, running in and out of the combat zone, doing whatever I had to do? I had to sacrifice for him. And I would do it again because it was worth it to me. It, it was a lot of pain. It was a lot of growing pains. It was uh, I faced a lot of adversity in the military because I was a, a single father and a parent, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. But I persevered. I had to go through it. Let, let, me, uh, let me read this comment. Ra, did you read the question on the screen, baby? I'm going to let you read the question and then maybe retype your response to Cal. We're going to go to the next question, y'all. <laughs> okay, so since you both have children, first of all, Cal, how many kids do you have? Three. Three, okay. Um, and never been, neither one of you have never been married, correct? Never I been was married. married. Oh, you were married, Cal? Yes. Were you married to your children's um, mom? Yes, ma'am. Oh, Lord, well, these questions ain't going to apply to Cal. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, that's the thing. So, so my my oldest son is is from a different woman. So, but uh, I did marry my daughter's mom, who, by the way, was my deployment officer. <laughs> yeah. Cow. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, they will. Well, then they will apply to some of the children. Got it. Okay. So, first question I got. Well, the next question I have. Okay. Because this is the title of the show, so this is par for the course. Why wasn't your baby's mom good enough to be your wife? She didn't want to suffer. Uh, when you were young 
and you, you produce said, a child. What? She didn't want to what? She didn't want to suffer. Suffer? Yes. Let me explain. <laughs> I already know where you're going with this. I already know where you're going with this. Preach. So we, so we, so we had our son very early in our relationship. She was military as well. She didn't want to go through the hardship of, of, you know, growing accustomed to the military ethos and the mindset. So she ran and went back home. Now me, I didn't have that luxury to go back home. You see, I came from a, a, a family of nothing. So instead of turning around, going back with her, which my path would have drastically changed if I had done that, I told her, I'm gonna stay in the military. When I get to my next assignment, we'll get married. You bring my baby boy. We'll work it out. We'll become a family. We're gonna go through this together. We're gonna go through our progressions together. It's not gonna be easy, but I'm gonna be here with you. I'm gonna marry you. So I put a ring on her finger, uh, an engagement ring. And I said, will you marry me? This will be our family. So we both joined the military trying to make something of ourselves at, a, at an early age. She chose to, to give it up and leave the military. I said, no, I'm not doing that. <coughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't join the military just to turn around and tuck my tail between my legs and run home. Plus I don't have that luxury. So she got out the military? She did. Okay, so how old were y'all when y'all when when she got pregnant? Mid twenties. Okay. So she didn't want to get married. She didn't. She didn't want to leave home. She so she went back home. She went back to North Carolina, and I got reassigned to Colorado to Peterson Air Force Base. So. Okay, I'm gonna let I'm gonna come back to you, Cal. I'm I'm gonna let Aramis answer the question because I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead. Why didn't I stay with both of my baby's mothers? Real simple. No, that, uh -uh, that's not the question. The okay. question was why weren't they good enough to be your wife? Kind of what he said. They didn't want to suffer, and what is or suffer and sacrifice? Really, no sacrifice. Exactly. So, so in my son's mother's situation. She wanted an apartment. She wanted to eat out every night. She didn't want to cook. She did, yo, know, she couldn't even, she couldn't do anything. All right. She didn't clean, whatever. Uh, wanted all my time, but somehow wanted the bills to get changed. I was 20 years old. I, I only did what I knew. I go out and work. I worked six, seven days a week, two jobs, you know. And I'd come home and it'd be a mess and I'd start cleaning up. And I ain't going to lie, I'm not the most, uh, you know, cleansiest of people, but I like my stuff clean. And so I started doing that. And, you know, she just demanded more, demanded more, demanded more. And one day my mother basically said, I know you're doing all this to keep your family together because she knew I didn't want to have a broken family. I've already come from a broken family. And then I just blacked out one day when she told when she told me we got a problem. Want you to take care of it, take care of it. And I took care of it, but I, I took care of it, but not the way she wanted me to take care of it. And then she got disrespectful, and I basically told her, "All right, find yourself by yourself, girl. 
I don't need to be with you. And the bad part about it is that, you know, she had my son in the beginning. She had custody of my son. Then one day she, oh, I can't take it. I can't take it. You know, he's too much. Yeah, because I was doing a lot of the work before. And then, you know, my son ended up staying with me for nine years. So for both of you, so none of these red flags reared their ugly heads before? I was 20 years old. I didn't know what a red flag was, except that it was in China. I was never taught anything. Okay? Right. This is the problem when you don't have parents, uncles, elders you go to, and if they're not right, that these kids become adults. Like myself, you make mistakes. I'll be honest with you. I When I found out my daughter was mine, all right? 14 years later, I sat, one, I saw the way she lived. It, I didn't like the way she lived. Okay. And I sat down in the hotel room and I cried because ultimately I'm not going to totally put the blame on the mothers. I chose to procreate with them. I'm just as responsible. I gave my children bad mothers. Now, let me say this. My son's mother's gotten better, so much better. She literally told my son, listen to your father. Your father's trying to get you to where we are at now. Right. My daughter's mother? No, nah, she still lives like she's 21 years old at 45 years old. <laughs> I take responsibility for laying down with the wrong people, not having the knowledge. After that, I never had another kid. I never lived with another woman. I'm going to be... Moving in with another woman after 21 years and never living with somebody. We're not counting my mom. So I didn't marry them because ultimately they weren't good wives. They weren't good partners. And they ultimately are horrible mothers. Now, like my, uh, my son's mother's gotten better. But, man, it's my fault. Right. It's my fault. Yeah. What about you? Huh? So, we, so just like he said... I was the one who laid down with this woman. Uh, out of that union, we produced something beautiful. Yeah. But, but being young and making mistakes, I think uh, life kind of sort of gives you a pass because if you're young, you have a chance to grow and accumulate wisdom throughout the, uh, throughout the years. So if you make the mistake early, most of the time, you look at it as a learning lesson and you try not to make the same mistake. Most people do that, but it it was it was shocking, you know, going into a new relationship and then finding out I'm gonna be a father. Like, man, really? I only got like twenty good ones in, you know. Uh, uh, so, what's going on with that? But like he said, after the fact, and, and I could tell there's some hurt there. It was similar for me. I had to find out what type of person she was at that point in time. So imagine you telling somebody that he's going to be a father, but then you come back and tell him, oh, you might not be the dad of the child. And then I'm thinking, okay, so that can only mean one thing. I'm not the only person that you've been with at this point in time. Pain, hurt, young man trying to process his feelings and not lean toward uh his emotions so much kind of hard 
Extremely hard. Extremely hard. So, Adrian, I'm going to ask you because you were young. You don't have no baby mom. So why why was your path so different? Because <clears throat> I didn't want to be like the people that was around me. I didn't I didn't want a baby mom. I didn't want to have someone, you know, raising my kids that I knew that didn't have a possibility of being with them. You know what I'm saying? I've seen so many people have baby mamas and uh, not really play a part of their kids lives like that, whether it was on them, whether it was on the, you know, the baby mama. But I just knew I ain't want one. Like I was I was more scared of having a baby mama than dying. So. Well, yeah, I ain't, nah, I ain't want no baby mama, right? <laughs> I ain't want, I was more afraid. Like, what are you afraid of, a baby mama? I don't want no baby mama. <laughs> I don't want no baby mama. I'm afraid of a baby mama. So, nah, I, you know, and I wasn't taught, you know what I'm saying? I, I come from a line of, you know, everybody got baby mamas, everybody had kids, you know, even if they did get married, you know what I'm saying? They had kids before they did, for the most part, so... Um, yeah, nah, I ain't want that. I just didn't want that for my life. Uh, then I didn't want to be stuck. You know what I'm saying? Because now you have a kid. Now you, you feel like you got to make it work. Even if it's somebody that you know is not going to work with, but you trying to make it work. Why? Because you know, your kid going to grow up in a, a split household if not. So now nah, I'm good. I, I have a male friend who he grew up listening to his mama talk about his dad not paying child support so bad that like that was his fear it wasn't having a baby mama it was being put on child support so i guess basically <laughs> what Adrian is he said his mama fussed about it so much like he was traumatized behind it mm. yeah i was traumatized so, oh. go ahead cal there's somebody here in this uh chat <laughs> Yeah, he's going he in. is he is also a retired veteran. He was there. He was witness to everything that happened. We had our sons almost simultaneously. Mm. I think within four months of each other. And he's a he's a veteran as well. He's also somebody. He's also somebody that that I look up to. Because he did something that a whole lot of men didn't do and couldn't do. So he's a little bit vocal because he knows another side to what we've been talking about and about being parents. So he he came from the South, deep South, the same way I did, deep in Mississippi, in the heart and soul of the Delta, uh, trying to make something out of out of ourselves. So as we progress into to our almost uh, 30-year relationship, he's been like my brother so i've had to rely on him for advice throughout the years and we we went through a very tumultuous and hard time not just being parents and, and young fathers but also in the military we had a crazy career in the military uh but i'm not gonna dissect and get off in, into that too much but he he's telling me to be be a little bit more uh uh Colorful with, with what happened, <laughs> but but uh, but I'm trying to have some some uh mercy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I said Kyle, Kyle is the well-spoken one. I'm that other nigga. <laughs> yeah. 
What, what it, part of Mississippi? Greenville. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, man, just the fact that state of Mississippi, I used to work there, man. It's poor. It's poor. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's terrible. Man. Looks like a third world country with running water, to be honest. Yeah. Green and Green are both from Mississippi. What part that's why that's why I never wanted to go back. That's why I never wanted to go back. I was like, no, I'm not going back there. I'll I'll tough it out in the military. He said, bring Rod. Rod, you want to come on? I'll send you the link. Yeah, you got to get him on. You this guy, <laughs> you have to get him on. Uh Didi, you know what? Serving in the military for some people. <laughs> They they really take to it, and they really you know find their way. But for he and I, mm, a lot of growing pains. I've witnessed a lot of it too, and I've been a part of it too, so I get it. I definitely get it. Yeah, but you got to get them on. You got to get them on. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go to another question. Lord, Adrian, you would need questions. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, I know he he. <laughs> He bringing a real. Okay, next question. Why do you have unprotected sex, unprotected sex with a woman if you don't plan on being with her? Mm. Ski, ski, ski. Who oh wants to go first on that one? Because I'll, I'll, I'll make it simple. I'm, I was 20 years old, young and dumb. Okay? She turned around both of them, and I fell for like a moron. I can't get pregnant. Okay. Oh, if, come on. I ain't going to lie. I was 19, 20. After that, I ain't going to lie. If it wasn't wrapped up, it's on your back, it's in your mouth, it's or it's in the number two. <laughs> Straight up. I ain't going to lie, but we ain't we ain't going where the eggs are at, man. My swimmers were, you know, they were swimming for sure forever after that. It's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't pull it out fast enough. That was the problem for me at 20. <laughs> no call, no oh Now God. it's now, hey, look, my son, my son said when I found out his sister was mine, he literally said this and he goes, Dad, I got one thing to say to you. What your pullout game must suck then. <laughs> I go, obviously it's been good for since then. He goes, Yeah, but not then it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, 20 and you're not taught anything and you're stupid i mean look ask an older man what he would do differently as a younger man and he would tell you all the stupid look us guys do some dumb things when we kids now we was oh. taught in middle school now how not to have babies but we chose to still test the oh no 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 my mama <laughs> my mama scared me my mama when my mama realized that i was you know she like she comes to me. Uh, she was like 13. I was like 13 or something. She goes, you know, you probably get to that age, little girl giving you some love. Da, da, da. She goes, I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. And then she grabbed me by the throat and she looked me in the eye and wrapped me. She goes, but let me tell you something, you little mother, you know, effort. You, you make me a grandmother when I'm young, I will kill her and chop off your thing. Yo, let me tell you something. My mom was very rough to me and I did not have any when I actually got my girlfriend pregnant I was so scared to tell her but she's like oh you out of high school you a man now figure it out you know what to do right, right. 
So I did what yeah. I did. I went to work, went to work, went to school, did everything I could. But yeah, yeah. I, I had, it's not that I didn't have any, because when my son's mother said, <laughs> I'm pregnant, I was like, okay, we'll figure it out. I'm going to be a dad. We're going to figure it out. And I tried to give her a good life. Same thing with my daughter's mother, you know, until there was some issues with that. And technically speaking, because this goes deeper than this. I didn't know she was mine because she kept alluding. You can't prove this kid's yours. So you got no rights to this kid. And then when I went to go get the paternity test, she never showed up. And then I asked her what's going on. You know, I'm willing to pay the child support because she was living in another state. She had, she was going to California. And she just said, she goes, you know, the fact that you'll always wonder will hurt more than any dollar I could take out of your pocket. And it You're did. Evil. But she's evil. She's yeah, evil. you know how it is. Yo, once a woman, once you don't want a woman, her scorn goes past logic. I mean, men are, are equally just as evil, but I mean, there's some things I've seen. Right. Yeah. I think Kyle, I think. I think Cal could to, to attest to some. There's some some some. There's some levels of pettiness and evil that women go through. That I'm like, are you even thinking about the future and the impact? They don't care. Right. And besides that, but uh, you know, like he said, going back to why have sex? I I sure as hell didn't try to. I promise you, I was trying to have some discipline, but. <laughs> You know, when you have them feelings and you want to have pleasure and, and relations and, you know, you'd be like, damn, you know, man. Why well, you I had a couple that? too many drinks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and thinking to yourself, God got me this time. He's like, yeah, he got you nine months. What? <laughs> yeah. What? God yeah. got me this so, time. Them man yeah. playing roulette and talking about God got me. God, God got me every time, you know. So, but, but, but still, I, I can laugh at it now. But looking back, like what he said, it was a whole lot of pain, you know, going through that process because once again, like he said, I didn't have that father in my life. So when I found out I was going to become a father, I wanted to do everything that my my father didn't do and be visible for that child. So. And there's an aching, a longing when you're away from your child. You know, you go to sleep with your child on your on your mind. You wake up with that child on your mind. It doesn't matter if I was running through Iraq, Afghanistan. I'm deploying to wherever. I'm thinking about that child and trying to focus on my mind on what I need to do to get back to that child. Even though the relationship with the mother wasn't where it was supposed to be, in spite of you know me providing for the child, it was a lot of scorn and disdain, and you know you're not going to be with me, so I'm going to hurt you in the only way that I know possible to hurt you, and that's through your child, because men have, especially black men, in my opinion, we have a deep love for our children. It's it's far deeper than the the stereotype that's portrayed out here in the media and all this other stuff. And I'm talking about all uh, men of color, all demographics, Hispanic, whatever, black. We love our children. That's just it. Now, making the mistake with a woman is something that I think is a lifelong lesson. 
once again, you're going to pay for their mistake. But stop, stop making the same mistake. Mm. Don't keep making the same mistake. And wrap that joker up, man. I know it's hard. You uh, know, right, man. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. Put it on, man. Be like, hold on, baby. Oh, it was on the, the uh, uh, countertop. I almost made it. But next time, you know, don't keep making the same damn mistake because it will hurt you. you have kids? Say again? Can can both of y'all still have kids? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want one more. Hey, look, look, to the people out there, they're like, damn, he want one more? No. Okay. I did have one more. I got a six-year-old, so he's a he's he's good. But I'm in a different place in life. So <laughs> I know she's looking like no, yeah, Didi, one more, damn it. And you still want another one? Uh-uh. If I had, if I had one more boy, get back to the six. I can deal with that. Back up, up. Cal. Can I interrupt for a minute? Yeah. Every. And I, I think you'll respect this and any father out here listening to this. Once you become a father, you want more kids. It's just not enough time and money to yeah. give those kids the love and the intention they need. I love children. I do. It's fantastic. The reason why I won't have any more kids, I'm 45. I don't have the money. I'm going to, I have the money. I don't, I'm selfish. I did all the sacrifice and all the work in the beginning. Man, I want to just enjoy my life. Flag on the play. Can you can you have kids? Uh-uh. Can I you have kids? about the six-year-old. Oh, you were talking. Go ahead. Talk. <laughs> you not letting me slide on the six? No. Go ahead. We He just gave us this long dissertation about bad choices. We just asked specifically about women not being good enough to be somebody's wife. And not the baby mama. We need to know the story. What's going on with this this little baby? Long story short, the man I grew into be. So I when I finished my life journey and crossed the finish line into retirement, mm -hmm. I was trying to have a child. My last seven years in the relationship that I was in, it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So, just like what he said. Only one person in this chat knows that I'm telling the truth right now because he asked me, are you crazy? Why do you want another child? I said, man, it's just something that I, I want for myself. I want to be a father again, but I want to get the time that I think that I should have got when I was serving. When I was serving, I didn't have the time to commit to being what I think I should have been, which is a full-time father. For 200, Alex, where's the mom at? <laughs> mom, is, mom is well off to do. Uh, she and I, we don't have any like money problems or anything like that. Of course not. I'm retired now. But once I found out the type of person she was, because it was just not going to be. And, yeah. hey, that's the way it is. You know, life ain't fair, man. It's not though. Like, oh god, okay. So, so there was no, no, no way to have a wife and didn't make a baby after after all of the other times that it didn't work with the baby mamas. It didn't get to that. So, so here's the thing. Got to the baby? No. So th th this is what happened. 
we had our son early <clears throat> in our relationship. I had the I had another son late in life. I wanted I wanted that child. So when I found out this child was coming, I said the best thing I could say. This child will never want for anything. This child will never uh, need my time. But you have to be the woman I need you to be for me to be married again. See, I was married once before. So I will get married again, but you have to be what I need you to be for, for well, me. Why wasn't she the one? This is where I'm just confused because you had two kids before with women that weren't good enough to be your wife or to, to remain your wife. And then you got married you, once. Before. Right. And then you you wanted another kid. Yep. And then you had a kid with a woman who was good enough to carry your seed, but not good enough to be your wife. I don't I just don't understand the logic in not getting somebody that's good enough to be a wife first and then making a baby so that so the not be not because you want a kid, but because this kid deserves to have both his parents in the house at the same time and not another broken home. I agree. So but what what I don't what you're saying is the the uh, emotional side that I think that most women would say, well, marry me first. I didn't get to do that first. The child was coming first. So, but, the, but what I'm saying I, is, why did the child even become an, a, a thing at all? If she was, if she was crazy or any of that stuff, like the vetting no, process needs to be skewed when it, it comes. And, to and, and see, just like he he said, I had to find out after the fact, but. Marriage was marriage was was the goal. But once you find out how somebody are and, and they're not going to be good for you, being a father doesn't mean I have to be married. Right. So not, now, right. now, now that's the way that's the fairy tale of, of that's the fairy tale outlook. Most most women will will no. look out and see and try to say, I want to be married first. We never got to that. The child came first. So I think that's what she's saying. Like, so this is somebody you were dating. Yeah. What was the? Are y'all just messing around? No, we 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 were so dating. If were, okay, so y'all dating. But it but it wasn't a long saying, time. That, and I think that's that what she's saying. That's what I'm saying. I think that's what like, she's like. How oh, did yeah, you get? Yeah, from, we were dating. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't like so it wasn't like dating. hey, I just met this person and. No, we were dating. How far how far into dating do you start having unprotected sex? That's that's not that's even, that. I, I, like that's not even my like my my thing is like you're dating somebody and if you're and maybe maybe y'all maybe people don't date with intention. I don't know. But if I if I've had two children already and I and I know for a fact that I want to be there every day with them and I want this person I want us to raise a child together because the child should be the main person here that matters. Not that I want to be a parent, not that you want to be a parent, but that this child deserves to have a home with both parents in it because that's how it should be because we've already experienced this shit the other way. And I am not going to date you, do anything with you and procreate unless we are a good match and we're going to do this shit together. I'm not going to try to figure this shit out later. I'm going to figure it out right now because we've are, I'm too old for this shit and I'm not making this mistake a third time. I think that's a individual uh, thing 
most people, when they feel in somebody and they want to be with them, they're, they're not going to put up uh, resistance like that most of the time. Now, I'm not saying that you're talking about two aspects. One is the moral aspect is what you're talking about. Go through the progression of dating and talk about it and then get to the point. Well, and in my opinion, the, ch the child is not on the timeline. The child comes when the child comes. It, when when people try to plan a, a pregnancy, it almost never happens when they want to uh, have that pregnancy plan. So I don't care about that. Uh, what I do care about is if we are compatible with each other, it, if, if we can grow together with each other. But if we can't, marrying for the sake of you guys having a child, it's never going to work. That's not what I'm saying. Marrying to be a couple and then bringing a child into the world, not not marrying to have a child. That's the storybook thing. So so you so people wanted Major, to be that way. Storybook? No. So so most of the time, <laughs> couples would want to say, "I want to be married first. I think that's unrealistic. And the reason why I think it's unrealistic yeah, is I'm because sure. if 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 I look at how relationships really and truly are. They happen quick sometimes. So I, I wasn't trying to have a child with, with her so quickly, but it happened. But uh, but once again, I'm also happy that my son came when he came because I lost something else, which is my mom uh, uh, at the same time. So it was a trade-off. You're going to take my mom, give me something back. And I did get something back. Now, that woman... Just so you know, I had to fight for that child, which I won. So now, hindsight is always twenty twenty. That woman is supposed to be for me. We we talking to each other, and we talking about this baby, and we talking about having a child. And then I'm telling her, I'll be the best father that you ever would ever want to have a have a baby by. Now, I got a witness in here, and I can ask him, am I the best father that that child ever had? I think I am. I just saw him yesterday. I get him every Wednesday. I get him every other weekend. I get him for weeks at a time. So I don't get to have what I want just like everybody else. I don't get to have everything my way. Sometimes I have to accept, accept how it comes to me. So, but it's still good. So I don't see it as a bad thing. Now, other people may may disagree with how that happens. Not me, because I got him. So that that's not that the the storybook. It should have been Why like this. Saying that it's a storybook, like like these because are choices and decisions. No, I, I I understand that, but the mindset is well, you should have did this a different way. I was married. I, I was married to my daughter's mother. So when she decided she didn't want to be married anymore, she left the union. I never left because I'm not a quitter. I love loyalty. You know, I'll be loyal to you. You got to be loyal to me too. So as I, once again, as I progressed and grew as a man from becoming a young father, middle-aged father, now an older father, I need to have a woman who's going to align with me be the type of woman that I need to be if I'm going to go back over 
and get married again legally. So what happened in, in my 10-year uh, union before that? I lost. I basically had to start from zero once again because she didn't want to do it anymore. So me, I, I, I absolutely would marry, but you got to be worth it. But if I produced a child, I can't shove the child back in. He's here and it's still beautiful. So Adrian, I need I, you to chime in, please. So Mr. my Thanks. question is this, um, and this, this is based off of what you're saying. So basically you're saying you're a good father, but you just ain't no good at being in a relationship. <laughs> maybe, maybe that, that, that could be, that's a question. Uh, like, yeah. That's that could be something that, <laughs> that could be something that somebody could say and maybe debate. So, you know, that that's an opinion. But no, I'm, it's a question. You, I'm asking. No, like that's a no. question for you to answer. I never thought of it like that. No. Okay. And and the reason is because the people that I've had true relationships with and in my marriage, they would never say that. <clears throat> They would, they would never think that. Matter of fact, the person who is probably going to see this video, she would never say that. She would say that this man is superhuman because I am. Once again, if, if I have everything I need, there's no need for me to go out. There's no need for me to look uh, outside for anything else. Let me, so, read so what did Let me read Cheryl's comment real quick. Because I think it's a good one. Right, good. She says, I think men and women who procreate and produce produce a child are short-sighted in that moment. If we're being honest, we don't think years in advance with each sexual encounter. The simple truth is that sometimes we allow short-term emotions make long-term decisions, life choices. That's why I think there are many baby mamas and not enough wives. And she's exactly right. She's exactly I, right. I can agree with some of that. Yeah. I don't have time to give you the link because we got to be off exactly at 10 o'clock. So we're going to have to bring you on to another show because we don't really have enough time to bring you on. Well, I got to say this too. I never raped nobody and never forced nobody to open their legs for me either. But once again, <laughs> the reason why I say that is if, if something happens with me laying down with a woman, it, if, if something is, is produced with that, I'll own up to the responsibility. It, it doesn't matter to me because I I know I make my decisions. So I have to own up to whatever it is. I, I think my I think my 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 line of question is just coming from a standpoint of the black culture as a whole, where there are a limited amount of black wives and a whole bunch of black baby mamas. And I'm just trying to figure out why there's such a disproportion in that and where um, we can. We need to get back to building the, the nucleus family and right. make it so, a stronger structure and stop building all of these broken homes because I think a lot of times people in general are thinking about themselves and not the child. Yes, you can take care of your children financially. You can be there and do things to make them semi-happy, but I think if you can, if we can do things to not continue to make the same mistakes over and over again, I think that we would just be better as a culture so that we can have that nucleus family and the children win every time. Hint, well, you're, you're, well, I understand that your child right now is in the best situation that he can be in based off of that situation. But if we're taking our experiences from before 20 years ago and not making them the same six years ago, I just think the child comes out on top. Right. So, so I agree with that. So the nuclear family is, 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 uh, is a myth now. 
the binuclear family is the norm. So if you look at how we've come from that um, traditional mindset to the modern mindset, that's not all on just the men. Now, Definitely I think, but, but I think men for the most part control the aspect of being in a long-term relationship and a marriage. The women can the, the women control who they're gonna let lay down with them and who they're gonna have that baby by. Men so, control where they put their penis at too, though. You do know that. No, nah, uh, so so it's well, mutual. What uh, I'm saying is this. He's right. Well, he's what right. I'm saying is this. We just have more options because we we can have sex as much as we want to because we can we because men have a lot less dick control, but men can absolutely not sleep with the person because she opens her legs. Right, no, but the, yeah, you're but right the woman, but the woman is the one who controls who they will have that baby by. That's what I'm saying. So it, it, if I lay down with whoever else, their seed. Right, but but if I lay down with a woman and she said, "Well, I don't want to have this child by you," and I'll beg for it, <clears throat> but I do want you to have this baby because let let us try to work this thing out. And if she decides that she don't want to have that child, she's not having that child for you. That's what you. That's what women control for us. I'm going to so, tell you what I tell my 14-year-old son. I tell him that he's the most powerful person on the planet because he's a black boy. He will be a black man and he he holds the most valuable thing on this planet. That is the black seed. Be careful where you plant it. Make sure that the soil is, is, is valuable and is honorable. Don't just plant your seed anywhere just because somebody allows you to plant it there. Everybody wants the black seed. Black men, gay men, black women, Asian women, Hispanic women, sperm banks, everybody wants the black seed. So until yes. black men understand how valuable they are and stop just planting it everywhere, we're going to keep having these separated and broken up homes. It, it takes the setting a standard and an example, you know, and black men need to start set, setting it. And I they say this at all times. They I think it it's a time. mutual problem. I come from I think a, it's a mutual family. Problem. I come from a mixed family. My cousins, I got cousins who are white. I got cousins who are black. We're all like mixed or a bunch of mutts. Right. And I'm going to tell you this right now nobody in my family on both sides of the family has a new, very few have nucleus families. Why? Because the example is not there. If the elders, and that could be white, black, whatever, you know, if you're not setting the example or changing or breaking the cycle, then it's never going to get fixed. Okay. And, and there's got to be a standard I set for me. Like you asked the question, going back to your question, how long before you have unprotected sex? I learned very, very quickly watching the pain my son went through and not wondering whether my daughter was mine or not and wondering, hey, OK, maybe I'm her father. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. But I said, I'm not going to do this ever again. I wrapped it up. Or like I said, it was going in a different orifice or it was going somewhere else or I controlled it. But no one was going to have my seed because my seed was important to me. Here's the thing. My father has 12 children that I know of. Okay. That, that's right there. 12 individuals that have the opportunity to impact the world in a positive way. I said to myself, man, I'm going to put that gift out there as a father, but I'll never procreate with another person unless they can give me what they want, what I want in a partner. I understand what Cal is saying. You want to be with a partner that you can marriage. Me, for me, I was strict about that. You're not going to get me in marriage. You're not going to get my seed. You could get me 
and my time a little bit, but you got to earn the rest of that. But I think there has to be a standard that has to be set. And people out there just, you know, they're going with their emotions. They're going with the moment at the night. You know what I'm saying? Instead of really thinking back, I, I could tell you this right now. There have been times I've been, excuse my language, I've been high and drunk. I've been down, laying down with that woman. And she's like, let's, let's, let's go, uh, let's go bear. And if I didn't know her, I'm like, first off, I ain't going bear with you. I don't know what diseases you got. Secondly, like, you know, you, you don't, as a man, <clears throat> and I'll tell you this, you don't have to screw every woman. Okay. I don't. Bingo. Okay. Here's the thing though, too. Like you said it before men, he said this men are the gatekeepers of the relationship. Women are the gatekeepers of sex. Okay. Women don't have to spit game. They just go at the corner of the bar and wait for the suitors and choose who they want. Men got to spit game, got to have money, got to have resources, got to look all this. Okay. We got to work hard to get that. So sometimes if you give someone, you know, who ain't have anything and they got a less work, they're going to take it. And that's where the wisdom or the knowledge to know, eh, you know what, this is a little too easy. I'm going to step back because how many other people? It can't be just me. But we're dumb sometimes. You know, a woman bats their eyes at us. They give us a little smile. They make us feel like we Superman and we fall for the bait. We fall for the bait as men. So it, it takes a lot of self-discipline to, excuse my language when I say this, to have dick control Especially when you haven't been shown dick control. My father used to actually, he used to brag in a way, uh, my biggest my biggest weakness is women. My kryptonite is women. Now imagine that's your father talking like that to your, your son, your child. Be like, well, okay. Like, is this the truth? I used to think it was a joke. Until I got with a woman, and then I realized, like, this is real. This is real. And then I realized when it impacted my kids, first with my son, I'm like, nah, I gotta, I gotta be careful, man. I gotta be careful. And I've had women say, I'll have your baby. No, no, you will not have my baby. I had one woman who said, I will never take you for child support. I just want your baby. No, I need to be in my child's life. And you're not a wife, you know. See, and you made good choice. You made a good choice. Like I, I made, I learned from mistakes to make good choices. What I'm trying to say is that we shouldn't have to learn from mistakes. You know, I, I agree. That's why. That's why Adrian is on the show because he is the antithesis of those mistakes. He didn't have to go through those mistakes to. Learn from him. He saw. No, he learned through observation, which was wisdom, and that more power to him. But there are a lot of males and females who grow up as children, broken homes. This is their example. You either go against the trend, and and then you you're trying to go against the grain, break the cycle, and the same people are trying to pull you in to keep the cycle going. You know, and, and we're, you know, we're 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 all in this blind. I mean, we're just. You know, Absolutely. we're creatures of habit, you know, but it takes there's a responsibility on women too. Like, you know, like I said this all the time, you got a bad baby daddy. You knew who he was. You knew who he was before you laid down with him. You didn't have to go bare. You, you, it, the responsibility goes on both sexes. End of story. End of story. 
And there's got to be a standard that's set, whether it's black men, Hispanic men, men of color, men who are white. Because there's white babies out here. They ain't got no daddies. I work with a guy who's a CEO of the company. He never knew his father. He's a big white boy from Jersey. And, and he's every day in his kid's life. He's every day in his kid's life. Again, the standard has to be set. If you make a mistake, learn from your mistake, learn from the experience, and never repeat that experience again. Absolutely. Or you learn through wisdom, observation. Absolutely. Learn from your mistake. And unfortunately, unfortunately, here's the problem. Okay. We have a lot of people, whether it's white, black, because I'll put it this way. There's two types of there's two types of classes that that uh, there's a class that benefits off the ignorance and one that continues the ignorance. And that's people in a broke and poor mindset. Okay, you don't have to be poor in terms of poverty, but you're less educated, not picking up a book, looking more at the TV, not learning things. Okay, not trying to. I know plenty of poor people who have great morals. And look, they just don't make enough money that they go. But you got to have a, a, a mindset of wealth and progression. And right now, we don't have that even in society. So, we, you know, you have to have standards. What's the standard? What's the standard in a poor Go, go to your biggest, go to the poorest neighborhoods. There is no standard, whether it's the ghetto or the trailer. There are no standards. These people are just wilding out, having kids all over the place. Kids, you know, like that's the thing. There has to be a standard. Now, there's a standard that starts beginning when you get into the middle class, and there's even a bigger standard when you become wealthy. There is a standard. And there's you know what the standard, standard is? There's a standard we're not talking about. Yo, you're right. Hold on. I'm, What's well, the standard? I'm going to tell you the standard that I'm talking about. The standard I'm talking about is we always do the same thing expecting different results, right? That's Which insanity. Standard. You're right. When you look at life, right, you look at what you want out of life. You look at what you want out of life. We sitting here talking about what we saw, what we were shown. But we all sat down and said, I want something better. So what are you going to do? Are you going to continue to do the same things that you saw and that you were shown? Are you going to be the person to step up and be the example to do something different, right? That's where men have to start taking the responsibility for. As men, we want women to follow us. We want to be leader. At some point, we have to step up and say, as the leader, as the man, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say something different. So guess what? You're I'm not right. going in you raw, even if you want me to, right? I'm not doing that. We're going to use a condom because I don't know if you are somebody I would want to get pregnant and have my baby, like uh, point blank period. We have that's to it. set the standard ourselves. It's easy to say women, right? When, yeah, we could say that too. Women, yeah, women too. They do it too. You're right. They do. But we're talking about us, right? We're sitting here talking about us. We're having a conversation about us and what we're going to do to make sure that we don't follow the generational curses that came before us. That's what it's about. Adrian, let me tell so you. So you saw something. You knew you wanted something different. Go ahead. No, no. I tell my son, look, one day my daughter went to my son and says, hey, is dad obsessed with us having to be better with him? Because that's all he keeps saying. My son turned around and told my daughter. At the time, she was 19. She was like, he like, be lucky you're hearing that 
now the way you're hearing it, dad's nicer about it. I had to hear it from day one. He wasn't so nice about it. I set the standard for my son. I told him at five years old. Now, 25, he's five. I told him at five years old, you got four options, boy. Four options when you become 18. He's like, what is it? First option, go to school. Second option is get a job. Third option is do both. He said, well, what's the fourth option, dad? I said, get out. I don't raise bums. I said, you will be better than me, whether you like it or not. My daughter, I told her, don't bring no bum into this house. I'll kick you out. And him. I set a standard. And I, I would refuse that my children will be below that standard. I haven't busted my ass, worked as hard as I have for them to be less than me. You better be better than me. I want my grandkids to be better. So it has to be, like you said, I took, I took responsibility after my mistakes and said, well, I made this mess. I got to make the best of it, right? And no, the current woman I'm with right now, if, if, if I were to have kids with her, which she doesn't want kids either, if we were to, if she was to have a child by me, I'm fine with her because she's a great mother, you know, but most of the other ones, man, I, I wrapped it up. Oh, like I said, we doing it like this, but I ain't going inside you. I don't care. Total yeah. ownership, total accountability is what you need to be as a man. For, bump all the things. You could blame everybody else for your problems. What are you doing about it? How are you trying to fix it? I tell my son, you got two options, boy. Now you're a man. Two Fs. He goes, what is it? Either you say you fix it or you walk away and say, fuck it. But you got to take responsibility for it at the end of the day. And that's that's how I see it. So, you know, me trying to tell other men what to do, I don't do that. I set the example. So... Whoever's out on the outside looking in, scrutinizing for whatever reason, you have that right. Everybody has their opinion. I don't seek to control other people's opinion nor their actions. I can only control me and the way I react. So just like what he said, I am the the, the example. That's proven. I'm okay with that. And I'm not worried about getting married. Everybody doesn't want to be married. Everybody doesn't want to be in a in a in a legal marriage uh, relationship. You're right about I know that. I don't. Not anymore. So, but if if I have somebody with me that I'm going to be for, and they're going to be for me, they they know who I am. So the people who I've had my children by, they know who I am. And I'll challenge you to get one of them up here. Just just one. Bring them up here. Ask them about me. So everything he said is what I agree with. Never running. Mm. It's a different type of story, too. Like Rama, I say, when I say I never ran, ask the, the uh, U.S. In, in the court martial proceedings against the tech sergeant who ran. I face everything straight up. That's how I was raised. So I have enough uh, friends around me who rally around me just like Ramad and, and make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do in spite of whatever. So I don't get in my feelings about stuff like that. And uh, I just have a great existence. It's, it's great. Well, we have four minutes before we got to get off. Um, 
Oh minutes. We didn't get to all of our questions. So um, um I really appreciate I'm mad we just starting to get into the meat of things, but uh yeah, we gotta where's Woe at? I'm about to call him like, well, we, we can't be getting off to no 10 o'clock. <laughs> um, I appreciate everybody for coming on. I want to give people a chance to um promote anything they got coming up or have people follow them on social media if you want to. We got literally four minutes, so I'll let y'all see what y'all need to say before we get off. Uh, Cal, I'll start with you. Cal, you got hey. anything coming up? Yeah. Uh, I think this is a great platform and it's a great forum to speak openly and freely. Uh, just like what uh, Adrian, you know, we kind of talked a little bit before. I'm not here to attack anybody. I'm, I'm, I respect everybody's opinion. Uh, I hope to learn from you guys just as much as I hope to maybe give you something valuable from my life experience. So I think it's good. It's great. We appreciate you, Cal. Aramis. Hey, um, if I'm promoting anything is positivity and breaking uh, generational cycles. Uh, you know, I came on here to share my story to inspire people, whether it be single mothers, single fathers that, you know, our children are very important in the future. And, um, you know, if I've ever, if I'm ever asked to come back on, I, I'd still want to do that because I, I personally, I, 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 the children are important, man. I'm like Wu-Tang, man, I'm for the children, man, straight up. You know, I want them to <laughs> become better adults, better people, because again, we have a ripple effect and that ripple effect should be positivity. We don't have enough of that in this world right now. We don't with it. The world is crueler than whatever it was when we were growing up. I think it's time that we as people, I don't care what color, what race you are, we start breeding positivity and progression in our society because the day of the day of judgment's coming. And you know what? I, you know, I don't I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell. I'm just hoping that when God sees me, he sees that I, I provided a good impact because I've, I've sinned. But I, I think the society that we have right now uh, needs a big, quick turnaround. It starts with us. It starts with having these types of discussions. That's just my personal opinion. Teaching and learning from each other. Absolutely. What you got, Drina? Um, Getting ready for the holidays. My youngest daughter is 16 this weekend. So celebrating that, and that's it. All right. Well, happy birthday to her. <laughs> happy birthday happy birthday adrian oh lord he's frozen i think oh peace and love peace and love i know we run out of time peace and love yeah i don't i don't really have much uh i probably do but i don't have time to say it so we appreciate one last, right one last thing Didi. if if there's a, a a veteran out there that's trying to get their uh disability benefits and they they have their uh 214 contact me i'll get the information to uh adrian and i'll i'll work with you i don't charge anything like okay. i said this is one of the ways that i give back to my warriors and uh people who serve so and i i've helped about 25 maybe 30 people since 2014 2015. okay that's what's put up some, put some money in the veterans pocket absolutely we appreciate you guys for coming on. We appreciate everybody in the comments. Y'all, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, comment, share, and uh, we will see y'all.
we will see y'all next Tuesday, I think. If not, we'll let y'all know. Um, y'all enjoy the week and uh, we out of here. <laughs> <laughs>